Rookie lifetime values are up on the Dynasty Dominator app, so you can compare players and evaluate trades. Get it wherever you get apps. like to call this segment me reading <laughs> it's been a while since we had a good me reading segment but cody carpentier is doing such a damn good job at the combine at carpentier nfl on twitter you gotta follow him we finally have representation at the combine we're all grown up mom we did it mom we made it cody's at the combine every year we just incrementally expand our reach our content capabilities Cody is absolutely killing it. So I want to talk about one player first, then we'll read some fun quotes from NFL GMs and coaches. This is one of the rare chances we have, the combine, to get all these NFL coaches and general managers at the podium and ask them anything, and their guards are more down now than during the season. So this is perfect. This is why Cody's there, just grilling GMs and coaches. But before we talk about that, we got to talk about Traylon Burks, his ideal playing weight is 225. He prefers to play outside over inside. And while I love the big slot, I also love someone who wants to win on the outside because that's where you rack up the most air yards. And Traylon Brooks also mentioned that he had to order separate special gloves that are XXXXXL. That's how big his hands are. <laughs> so just get ready for some of these measurables to come in and for Traylon Burks to absolutely smash. Because he also said the event he's looking forward to most is the 40. Like, he's confident that he's going to melt faces in the 40. And if he can blaze at 225, 228 with his college production, <laughs> we're talking about a Julio Jones ascent into the top 10 of the NFL draft. I'm so excited. I, I don't want to get too excited, but I'm excited. Back to me reading. The general manager of the Broncos says that they always want to have 10 or more picks in the draft. The more picks gives you the flexibility and the ability to throw more darts. This is an important quote because he sounds like us. This sounds like a decision point listener. The Broncos are in good hands. You only need one sentence from one general manager, and that gives you a truly insightful window into how that particular front office works. And if you know this is a front office that's more likely to trade down and bank picks like Rick Spielman, that's huge. That's absolutely huge for the future of that franchise. Because we've seen what happens to these teams that are packaging picks and trading up. It, it rarely works out. It worked out the best for the Rams who packaged picks for veteran studs. That's better than trading up for first-rounders or trading up within the first round. Oh, God. So George Patton gets it. Mike McCarthy has zero concerns about Dak Prescott's shoulder. That's good. And on Tony Pollard, McCarthy said that he's a multi-position player and they need to keep using him in certain packages and that he and Zeke are a great duo. That tells me that Ezekiel Elliott is never going to be a workhorse back in the league. He's not going to reclaim that. It's not going to happen. 
the significant role that Pollard earned last year is here to stay. They're not going to put him back in the bottle just because Zeke is recovered from the torn PCL. Nathaniel Hackett admitted that evaluating quarterback is the hardest position. I would agree with that. So they try to see how the player behaves in practice, see how they work intellectually on the iPad and in meetings and with different personnel groupings. The quarterback position just takes more attention to detail to evaluate than other positions because they have the most responsibility. I mean, tight ends also have a lot of responsibility, but not quite at the level of quarterback. And Nathaniel Hackett also said that he likes to use numbers. So he's coming out in favor of numbers, which is a big deal for a coach to admit that numbers are good and that they're pro numbers. And then he went even further by saying that numbers are particularly important because they can support your fourth down decision making. Oh my God, I was expecting him to say the opposite that, you know, we like the numbers, they tell you some things, but, you know, when it's fourth down and the game's on the line, you know, what we call next can't be driven by a spreadsheet. Man, the NFL is evolving before us. On Deontay Johnson, Kevin Colbert said that they are not currently working on an extension and they won't until they sign their pending free agents, which is fair. He also said there are starting caliber quarterbacks in this draft. That's not huge praise, right? Okay, there's 32 starters in the league. Yeah, we might have a couple Jimmy Garoppolo's. Is there more than that? I don't know. I certainly hope Malik Willis becomes that. I want that. But I... I, mm. Cody has been saying that Sam Howell is going to be the first quarterback selected. And Sam Howell continues to rise up mock draft boards. Man, Cody's good at this. Oh, man. He had Jermaine Johnson way above consensus, using his senior bowl intel there. And Trevor Penning inside the top 20. Now, all of a sudden, Trevor Penning's landing in the top 20. How'd that happen? When did this start? Well, Cody started it. It's all there on our big board index. We have the NFL big board index, which looks at the Athletic, Bleacher Report, CBS, Draft Blaster, Draft Countdown, Draft Network, Draft Wire, Draft Tech, Fan Sided, Fantasy Pros, NBC Sports, NFL.com, PFF, Pro Football Network, Sports Illustrated, Yahoo, and Cody's Mocks on Player Profiler. We aggregate them all up. That's a key part of Dynasty Deluxe. We just updated it so you can keyword search players and you can filter by position. And it's just, we're, we're just constantly improving. It's one of my favorite tools on Dynasty Deluxe. And it's currently the tool that Josh Larkey uses most for best ball research because he wants to know, hey, is this running back supposed to go day two? I need to make sure I get him on underdog. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Underworld. You can get a big time edge by drafting rookies. I just finished a mock with Billy Muzio from Fantasy Data. We have a partnership with Fantasy Data, so if you have the Fantasy Data NFL package, you should upgrade to NFL Premium and get advanced metrics as part of your Fantasy Data subscription. And we drafted both Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. So Billy's good at this. He knows what he's doing. And there were a couple skill position players identified as day two picks on the big board that Josh identified and started drafting at the end of best ball drafts. And then suddenly those players, because Larky is such an influencer in the best ball space, that, that, that suddenly then now they have ADPs. And the first butterfly to flap those wings was the big board index as part of our Dynasty Deluxe package. Evan Neal is the consensus 101, even though it should be Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau's the 103, but if I were an NFL GM, I would just be pushing the button on Thibodeau and not worrying about it. Even the Jaguars should be drafting Thibodeau because you can get a quality lineman 
at the beginning of the second round. Zion Johnson, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan, Darian Kennard is also in that zone, and then the Jaguars can come back and draft a wide receiver at the top of the third round. Someone like John Mechie, Christian Watson, and of course, the best fit of all, Justin Ross. Right. We're getting distracted. This segment was supposed to be about me reading Cody's tweets. What happened? Trent Baalke from the Jaguars, who was not usurped ultimately by Rick Spielman. The Jaguars have come out publicly and said, hey, we're going to let Doug Peterson have more of a say in this organization, and we're not going to pursue an executive VP at this time. And okay, okay, let Trent Baalke just keep doing what Trent Baalke does. But Trent Baalke does like to draft edge rushers, and I, I do agree with that. Trent Baalke did mention that they're very high on LaVisca Chenault and that they need to get him the ball. That's good news. He is bullish on LaVisca. Falcons GM Terry Fontenot refused to comment on Calvin Ridley. I hate that. Just radio silence. Sean McDermott gave us a nothing burger on Devin Singletary, saying he looked good, he liked the energy, but you don't know. They're either drafting or signing a running back. We know that. Stop it, Sean. Like, that's when we have to read between the lines. We're like, wow, he's praising his energy and his leadership and can't wait to have him back next year. But he didn't actually say they definitively want him in a primary back role. They didn't say that exactly. McDermott did say that Gabriel Davis has become a leader, a team leader. And that's good. We want that. His ADP still too high because a lot can go wrong. It's a very fragile ADP. A lot can go wrong. The team could sign Christian Kirk. The team could draft George Pickens. A lot could go against Gabriel Davis the next few weeks. Arthur Smith claimed he brought in Corderell Patterson because there were former Chicago Bears coaches on the staff that vouched for him. That was interesting. Cliff Kingsbury likes Eno Benjamin. Eno Benjamin breakout alert! (laughs) Just remember, anyone that was annoyed... That we said, hey, you should be bidding on Eno Benjamin. Pick this guy up midseason. Chase Edmonds is out. Connor's banged up. Eno Benjamin's super underrated. Checks a lot of boxes. Why not? Absolutely pick him up and stash him in Dynasty. But even in seasonal leagues, go get Eno Benjamin. And then he didn't produce. And it's like, oh, I didn't produce. Oh, Podfather. Oh. Trust the process. This is what happens when you trust the process. You look up and there's Cliff Kingsbury gushing over Eno Benjamin, knowing that they're not going to be able to re-sign both Connor and Chase Edmonds. Like Eno Benjamin should be rostered in every single Dynasty League. Every single one. He's a big riser on our rankings as part of Dynasty Deluxe. Kingsbury also talked about Rondale Moore. He said his role is going to expand because, of course, it is. From year one to year two, the role does expand. But Rondale Moore had the lowest target depth of any receiver since we started tracking the metric. It's not good. It's, it's not it's not good, man. It's not. So I, I, I really, really don't like that. <laughs> Why the coaches got it in their heads that this guy cannot operate downfield, it could be justified. Let's just see it. I want to see it. I want to see him drop all these deep passes. You claim he can't squeeze the football deep? Show me. Prove it. And they will. The Cardinals have less than $3 million of cap space. They're scheduled to lose Chase Edmonds, A.J. Green, and Christian Kirk. And their quarterback is clearly preparing the ground for a holdout. He didn't even try to hide his desire for a team-altering mega extension that 
makes it more difficult to surround him with weapons. It's it, it's going to be up to Rondale Moore to make plays. So we'll see it. We'll see it. It's just by the numbers. The probability that Rondale Moore breaks out next year is still low, no matter what Cliff Kingsbury says in Indianapolis. New Vikings GM claims to like Kirk Cousins, thinks Kirk Cousins is super underrated, loves his durability and his accuracy. And to that, I say, yeah, we know that. We know that. And Chris Ballard reminded us that Paris Campbell is electric, that he's just been unlucky. And I would agree with that. And when Billy Muzio and I were drafting, Paris Campbell goes at the end of best ball drafts on Underdog Fantasy. Again, promo code UNDERWORLD gets you a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. If you're at all bored at any moment in the next week, just download that Underdog app and start drafting. It's, it's really, really easy. And get Paris Campbell. Like, Paris Campbell has not cratered on the Dynasty rankings. He's, he's holding. He's holding right there. Like lifetime value rating around 17, 18. He's been there for... I want to say two years. That shows that he has real value and that we believe. If there's a justification for a player having a delayed breakout, it would be Paris Campbell based on all this bad injury luck. He's one of the most explosive receivers in the league, and Zach Pascal and T.Y. Hilton are free agents. You should absolutely push the button on Rondale Moore and Paris Campbell, knowing that the probability they break out is less than 50%, but... Their ADPs have been so punished, especially Paris Campbell, that it's worth it just knowing that these are two incredibly explosive talents that are losing significant target competition. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now, I will be joined by a guest today. His name's Matt Kelly. <laughs> He's the, the head of Roto Underworld and PlayerProfiler.com. He, I, will lay out for you the top 20 free agent wide receivers this is the best free agent wide receiver class I've ever seen. And I just couldn't believe how deep it goes. So I thought it'd be nice to just take 15 minutes and just lay out just how good this free agent wide receiver class is for you. And then next week is going to be a lot of combine talk with Cody Carpentier and company. This is, hey, the NFL calendar is starting to cook. Oh, it's a treat for you today. We have the top 20 free agent wide receivers in what is the best free agent wide receiver class of all time. And I say this with certainty because I went on TikTok, at Player Profiler on TikTok, change my mind. Anyone out there, can you give me another free agent wide receiver class that rivals this one and no one, not a single person on TikTok, thousands follow us on TikTok, no one could dispute the fact, the fact, that this is the number one wide receiver class in the history of NFL free agency. And I'll give you the top 20. We'll start with number 20. We'll work our way all the way down to number one. You probably know who number one is. You probably know who number one is. But here's number 20, Laquan Treadwell. Yes, of, yes, of all players, Laquan Treadwell is not dead yet. 80% snap share and 32 routes run per game from weeks 12 onward, including top 30 in average target depth. Laquan Treadwell was heavily used and used downfield, and wide receivers that can win on the outside are valuable. He's top 20, and I expect him back in Jacksonville because they need that role to complement Marvin Jones on the other side, LaVisca Chenault inside, and whoever they draft. 
At number 19, we have Jamison Crowder. Yes, Jamison Crowder. He's only 28 years old, and it was not long ago. In the year 2020, Jamison Crowder went over 14 fantasy points per game. That's a thing that happened. He was a top 25 fantasy receiver that year. And there's a lot of teams that need slot receivers. I know we want Juju Smith-Schuster, who we'll talk about in a little bit, to go to Kansas City. They could just sign Jamison Crowder. That'd at least be an upgrade over Demarcus Robinson. I, I know you hate it. I know it's gross, but but it could happen. And then Isaiah McKenzie. Ah, oh, McKenzie, yes. Yes, McKenzie. Some things in this boat don't react too well to bullets. As a person of Irish and Scottish heritage, I very much love Isaiah McKenzie. And I also love his 90th percentile speed and agility. He's one of the most electric small receivers in the NFL. And in that one game where they actually gave him snaps, the Bills actually said, okay, Emmanuel Sanders is hurt. We're going to give Isaiah McKenzie a full route inventory in this one game. And in that game, you know what he did? He went over 10 targets and put up 30 fantasy points. Number 17 is Byron Pringle. Oh yeah, Byron Pringle. Once you pop, you can't stop Byron Pringle. So I think I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to bring him back. Most of these players are more appreciated by their existing teams than other teams. So this tier of free agent wide receivers will likely be back. And with Byron Pringle, very efficient last year. He was averaging over two fantasy points per target because he's getting great separation. He was near the top of the league in average target separation. 2.33 was elite. How he finally broke through at an advanced age, I don't know, but he technically popped. And he's got to make some money in free agency. And so is Cedric Wilson. But Cedric Wilson didn't produce because of anything Cedric Wilson was doing. He wasn't gaining great separation. He wasn't doing anything special. He just happened to be tethered to Dak Prescott, where his target quality rating was 7.27, number two in the NFL. And target quality rating looks at your target depth and target accuracy. That's just not sustainable year to year. Dallas would prefer to extend Wilson at value than Michael Gallup at a higher price tag. So Wilson likely back in Dallas but the efficiency will take a hit in 2022. Now, many of you are wondering, how is he able to pull so many stats so quickly, so easily, and break them all down? And it's data analysis. We have data analysis on playerprofiler.com where you can pull down every metric on every player on playerprofiler.com, prospect metrics, opportunity metrics, and then research ideas for your podcast or for your YouTube channel or to help improve your fantasy team or win your rookie draft. And the beauty is it's only $45. Woo! It's cool. Number 15 is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a proper field stretcher and he's more valuable tactically to NFL teams than he is for fantasy football because it's hard to find a wide receiver that averaged 20 plus yards per reception, which Marquez Valdez-Scantling did last year. And then in 2021, his 17.4 average target depth was number one in the league. This is a player who specializes in creating room for others underneath. So he's more valuable to a team than he is in fantasy football. And for that reason, the Packers may struggle to re-sign him because another team might want him playing that role, making some other offense more dynamic. At number 14, it's Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith? Really? Yeah, Traquan Smith. 
He had two top five finishes as a rookie, and then quarterback play imploded. Drew Brees' arm fell off, and then he had to suffer through the low-volume regime of 2021. Traquan Smith is one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league, and he is that big slot archetype, 40% slot rate last year. Just ask Cooper Cup. Double moves out of the slot are the key to victory for NFL passing games. Traquan Smith delivers that, and there is some team in the league that appreciates Traquan Smith more than you think. That's why we have him ranked higher than any other service when grading NFL free agents. At number 13, it's Russell Gage. Russell Gage giving you that 12 fantasy points per game, but he did it efficiently. 2.2 yards per route run, and he was number 16 in dominator rating, which measures the percentage of team receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. So he was their offense on an anemic offense. Russell Gage was actually productive, and I believe for that reason, Atlanta appreciates him and ultimately resigns him. And speaking of underappreciated wide receivers that will be resigned, uh, Zay Jones. Zay Jones, a perfect fit for Derek Carr. He gets separation between the numbers. That's where Derek Carr wants to keep the football. Just ask poor Brian Edwards. And every game in the second half, Zay Jones had a 70-plus percent snap share, and he averaged eight-plus targets per game in the final six weeks, including four red zone targets against Cincinnati in the playoffs. At number 11 is Braxton Berrios. Look at that little Berrios. He's already talking extension with the Jets. 17.4% hog rate, targets per snap, was top 10 in the league, and he caught every single catchable pass. A 100% true catch rate. You're looking for the next Harry Douglas, the next Julian Edelman. That's Braxton Berrios, an incredible value in fantasy football in 2022. Now, before we get to the top 10, be sure to go to Player Profiler and subscribe to the premium tools, Draft Kit, Data Analysis, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS Dominator, Player Rankings. We have all the tools you need to dominate every fantasy league you ever join. So go to Player Profiler now, check out those premium tools, get subscribed, and start building super teams in every format. Number 10 is Christian Kirk. Why? The one key stat you need to know on Christian Kirk, 1,000 receiving yards as a freshman, mostly out of the slot, but he's been miscast in the NFL as an outside receiver. 23 deep targets, ranked number 14 in the NFL last year, but he was seen having lunch with Josh Allen. They could bring in Christian Kirk to play the slot. Christian Kirk taking over for Cole Beasley in Buffalo. Oh, baby. Get ready for some fantasy points. At number nine is Michael Gallup. He'd be higher, but he's coming off a torn ACL. He had an 1,100-yard season, and in that season, close to 17 yards per reception. However, his 11 drops were number one in the NFL among wide receivers. So he has put up numbers in the past, but not necessarily efficiently. There's good, there's bad, there's ugly with Michael Gallup. And because he's coming off the torn ACL, he's not going to make the money that he wants. I'd love to see him land in Philadelphia. They need a true X receiver more than almost anyone. At number eight is Will Fuller. I want Will Fuller to go to New England. Will Fuller seems like the perfect receiver for Bill Belichick to throw a dart on in free agency. Kick the tires on Will Fuller, New England, because he's never reached 900 receiving yards. He's never done it. And yet he commanded over 1,400 air yards as a rookie. Get your head around that one. And think about this. In the last six years, Will Fuller is number one in yards per reception among receivers with 300 or more targets. 15 plus yards per reception. He is literally the most efficient field stretcher in the NFL. Most teams need a player like Will Fuller to open up the offense. He is a risk worth taking. At number seven, we have Juju Smith-Schuster. He hasn't been good for a while, but he did have a 1,400-yard season in 2018. 
Very few wide receivers are capable of a 1,400-yard season. And if he goes to a place like Kansas City, where he's been rumored to go, he's not going to go for 1,400 yards. But top 20 fantasy receiver, absolutely in Juju Smith-Schuster's range of outcomes. At number six, DJ Shark. Oh, I love DJ Shark. Two consecutive seasons with 1,300-plus air yards. But he was also top 15 in unrealized air yards in both of those seasons because he was catching passes from a Jaguars quarterback. He could go anywhere. Just like Will Fuller, he can score long touchdowns and create room underneath for your other receivers. A true tactical weapon that you can't pay enough to in free agency. He's going to go somewhere at value. Now the top five, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. won't be ready for the start of the season. But I believe he re-signs with the Rams and can work his way back. Because Cup, Woods, and Jefferson can hold everything down while Beckham recovers. He's had 1,500-plus air yards where he played 12 or more games with one exception, 2021. <laughs> and in 2021, he only put up 20 fantasy points once. But that was against San Francisco in the playoffs. It was the first time since week four of 2020 that Odell Beckham Jr. had a 20-point fantasy performance. But I think there's more of those in the second half of 2022, especially if he stays with the Rams. Now, number four is Mike Williams. Did you know that Mike Williams never exceeded 11 fantasy points per game until last year? And his fantasy production is a function of his target depth. As the target depth comes down, Mike Williams becomes more productive. In 2019, he ranked number one in average target distance. In 2020, he was number nine in average target distance. And then in 2021, he was number 45 in the league in average target distance. So the Chargers finally figured out how to optimize Mike Williams. And that's one of the reasons why I think they're going to bring him back. Now, number three is Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's better than Mike Williams, but we know he's gone. He despises the Bears for franchise tagging him. And remember, he averaged 16.2 fantasy points per game in 2019 through 2020. He's going to be 28 at the start of the season. And if the Chiefs don't sign Juju... They may sign Allen Robinson to make up for the mistake of signing Sammy Watkins over Robinson four years ago. At number two, we have Chris Godwin. Of course, Chris Godwin is number two because you know who number one is. Remember, in 2019, Chris Godwin was number one in yards after the catch, 574 yards after the catch. He has incredible hands, incredible body control, and strength both at the catch point and with the ball in his hands. That year, 2019, he was number two in fantasy points per game behind only Michael Thomas. But because Tom Brady has retired, there's a high likelihood that Chris Godwin leaves Tampa and will be the best receiver to change teams since DeAndre Hopkins. And number one is Devontae Adams. Of course it's Devontae Adams. Of course. In 2020, 25.6 fantasy points per game. Followed that up in 2021 with 21.5 fantasy points per game. In 2020, his 25.6 fantasy points a game ranked number two all time. Second best fantasy season by a wide receiver ever. Second only to oh, Cooper Cup in 2021. But in 2021, Devontae Adams himself put up 21.5 fantasy points per game, which ranked top 15 all time as well. Now that places Devontae Adams in elite company. There are five receivers with multiple top 15 all time finishes. Marvin Harrison, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown, and now Devontae Adams. He's a stud for all time, a surefire Hall of Famer, and the Packers would be crazy to let him go.
Look at that little barrio.